This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's happening? What's going on? Always a pleasure. Um, if all goes well, when this episode comes out, I will be mm. in Greece. Oh, um, Fedesto, Palakalo. That's thank you and you're welcome. Oh, wow. Look, I just <laughs> learned something I did not know. Got you. I'm, now you're I'm, good. You're good to go. Exactly. I know everything I need to know. Yeah, um, you got it all. Yeah, there's a lot of hoops I've been jumping through to get to this fucking country, but um, hopefully it's all worth it and I'm there. It, how long? You <laughs> if going? I'm not there right now, I'm going to be very annoyed. Shit has gone wrong. Yeah, yes. I, I'm. I'm. Ho- listen, I live in the land of positivity, and right now you're in Greece. You're sitting on a beach eating a tomato like it's an apple uh you got feta all over your body it's just a great is that is that what's going on on the instagrams of people in uh mykonos i I would think (laughs) that's that's how i imagine my trip my trip would be me bathing in olive oil and feta while eating a tomato and onion i went there once and the tomato that was like the big reveal to me was like we don't even the tomatoes and onions we eat here in america just taste like paper uh, compared to what they're putting out there it's just so everything's the food is just fresh. delicious fresh. Really fresh what what's the plan for the trip uh, is just mykonos all the time mykonos santorini athens i'm doing the basic bitch special i love it i i yes. wouldn't i wouldn't ask for any i mean i am one of those people so like the idea are you gonna tour stuff are you gonna like learn we might in Athens. There's like not a ton to do there. Someone, <laughs> someone from Athens is gonna DM me, being like, "Fuck you." There's uh, tons. No. <laughs> the Parthenon, yeah. you know, like, there's yeah, the Acropolis, yeah. whatever. Yeah, we're gonna do like an hour and a half of that, and then get drunk. So that'll be I love our that. plan. Well, my, yeah. we're on the same page. My family vacations, like my dad, like. Where the, did you vacation big, as a kid? Beach, beach by noon, oh, right. baby. So um, like the Caribbean. Yeah, Caribbean. We did cruises for a few years like that. We got in that groove. Puerto Rico was always a big place for my family. Um, my my family's beach. We're beach idiots. Like we're like no one wants to go tour anything like it's funny because my brother is in a is in a serious relationship now. And like he like like her family's like, no, we go do the tour. And I'm like, I, like you can just like Harry's. I was like, what are you doing? You know, wherever you're going. He's like. We're going to like do this tour. I'm like, oh, like it hurts my soul. <laughs> like, I, I like a little bit of that because then you're like, yeah. OK, like I saw something or like, I did I, something. you know, I learned something sort of interesting that I'll sort of remember about this place. When sure. Anyone like a random fact that's interesting. But like, it's funny because like we talked about this with museum dates or something like Mike and I, yeah. like we did that in Italy. We went to like the Vatican Museum and like the thing. And then like there's always a moment. And that's when I felt like we were a really good match. When like you look at each other and we're like, "All right, I think we're done. We've had enough." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, like, should we go I, to the fourth floor? Like, 
Eh, we don't care. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we know. What, what's up there? Tell me about the fourth floor right. while standing on the first floor in Italy. Yeah. Like, you can't even go up four flights. No, I'm with, I mean, like, my, I'm, I come from, you know, we're, we're just very uncultured. We're just, you know, like, I, it's funny. My dad, I remember when I went to Europe, my dad, like, my parents have traveled a lot. And my dad was like, yeah, Europe, it's a church, it's a bridge, it's a river. Every town in Europe. That, he broke Europe down. All of Europe, he broke down to church, bridge, river. That's it. And it's like, so what's I, your, I kind of believe the same thing. So for your honeymoon, you're doing a, a, a new beach by noon situation when you eventually... I think... Um, you ever thought you know, about where you would go on a honeymoon? I have thought about it, actually. I've thought... <laughs> I, I think I've thought about the honeymoon more, more than, than the wedding. Of the prospective woman. You know, like, I, um, I think Greece... My my parents like I I think Greek uh, island um, cruise sounds like my like I I like I like that you know like the James Bond. You just want to do a cruise so you can like work during it. Like I'm the performer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, half of my trip will be. I'll be in the Lido lounge doing stand up for a bunch of old people. No, I would take it off. I I I think like islands. I'm a like you. I like a tan. Like I, yeah. I you Being know, on I a like boat to, on an island. That's the the idea. And not like a carnival cruise. I'm like talking like sexy, you know, sales, you know, three room type of deal. But uh, you know, listen. Hopefully, we need these listeners to start telling their friends so I can afford such a dream vacation. <laughs> um, you hear that guy? Send Jared on his honeymoon with, and then with, find him someone to go on it with. That's right. Um, yeah. And listen, on the, on the subject of that, we have you up with benefits as a hit. People are loving it. Um, you could subscribe for three bucks a month on Apple podcast. You can hit the button to subscribe or you can look up you up with benefits on Spotify. Three bucks a month gets you Early access to episodes. It comes out a day early. No ads on the episode. And also two extra podcasts a month where Jordana and I get very personal. In uh, What do they say? Up close and personal. Yes. Intimate. Very intimate episodes. Check very. them out. Um, give us your feedback. We love hearing it. And I'm excited. You know, our our episode about fuckboys, I think that came out about two weeks ago now. Yeah. Now. It's a hit. Uh, yeah. We got a lot of uh, submissions for our new well, segment. Our new segment, we're going to start with it today, called Fuck Boy or Not a Fuck Boy. No, we, it's Fuck Boy or Nah. Or Nah. <laughs> nah or Nah. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep up with fuck the lingo of the kids these days. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Boy or Nah. And um, <laughs> we have a submission today that we're going to get into. I think it's interesting. I, You know, it was funny because like, as I started reading it, I'm like, oh, these are all going to be so easy. And then I got to the end. I was like. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. Tricky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that's what tricky. I was thinking too. It was like, oh, I don't. This is a good one, you know. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Um, any other announcements before we get into it, Jordana? You have? Any I thoughts? don't. Do you have any shows coming up? I got shows. I don't know. When does this come out? This you're 17th. when are you on the beach? The seventeenth. I will be mid. I'm in Chicago, but that's sold. I'm in. Too late uh, for you. Too late. You're, you're done. Sorry, bitch. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm going to be in D.C. I'm going to be in New York City. I'm doing shows at Gotham. That's the big one that I want everyone to come out to because that'll be fun. And we have so many New York City people. So Gotham and New York City, um, jaredfree.com for tickets. And, uh, you know, other shows coming. People come out. I told you the greatest compliment in the world is how 
much people love our audience at the shows. You up audience is the best audience. I think we Re- can all listen. I'm not saying it. For that. They, these are other yeah. people saying it. Like I, I'm just you know I'm, I'm not agree- we're to agreeing smoke. with it. Yeah, I agree with it. I'm not going to blow smoke up people's asses, but like I, 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 I was a little shocked at how glowing people were. Other people, I guess, are such garbage. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's what's going on. And plus, we got merch and stuff. So go check it out. But let's get into the episode. You ready? Jordan? Yeah, let's do our, you know, so just again, there's a submitted fuck boy or not. Nah, we're going to read the snare or nah. We're going to read the scenario. <laughs> I'm not sure how you say it. Um, I and think in brought, Long Island, it's nah. Nah. Or nah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we're going to. So someone has brought this to the Supreme Court. That's of, right. Of fuck boy. Um, Judges, Judge, that's us. Judge J and J, we're gonna rule. Fuck by boy or not, and if you have one, send it to uup at betches dot com. Uup at betches dot com. Um, and I, you know, it's funny that it starts with I do do I don't have screenshots, but I have a scenario, and like immediately I didn't trust it. Like I was like, <laughs> your version isn't correct. Well, yeah. I mean, the the ideal scenario, and hopefully we can get one of these one day on the show, is like the two people. The the alleged fuckboy oh. and, the, and the victim, each the, telling their side of the story. The you can't call him the victim before the you alleged, judge. The alleged, the alleged, vic- victim. The alleged yeah, victim and the alleged fuckboy. And then like they be each like sort of like tell their side and then we would judge. How funny would that be if like there was like a they're like having a conversation about what's going on in their relationship and whoever's like one person's in the bed and they go, we're going to send it in. Like, <laughs> right. let's send it in. Because that's the thing about a fuckboy is like sometimes you can have these conversations with them and they'd be like, okay, let's send it in. I think a lot of times it's funny because like Maddie posted this thing on um, you up Instagram. I think it was yesterday that it was like like you're fighting with your boyfriend in college Mm -hmm. and the one suit. It was very funny, like TikTok and the, the really funny part of it was like, oh, you said I never do that. And then it's like, here's this text from. You said I never say anything nice. Here's this text from like August 28th at 6 p.m., which shows the opposite. Like doing what? Like you could have an argument that you never do something. And then the guy will. And Mike does this all the time where he's like, what do you mean? I did this that one time. And I'm like, yeah, but that was one. Well, how many uh, times you need it? Well, let's get like, a number here. Like consistently. I, that's the- someone wants to. Someone once told me they're like men are fixers. We like to finish okay. the video game. We like to have an ending, a bow on it. A lot of times, right. and so I, that makes sense that a guy would go, "No, here you go." But, Example A, which is annoying because it's like yeah. okay, this sort of evidence, but it's like not what I meant. It's like if I if we were hooking up and I was like, "You never," and you never take me on dates, mm. and then you were like. But I took you on that date um, in like June 2018. It would be like. <laughs> that's not. Well, that's where we get into like the gaslighting conversation. Right. Like, you know, that word gaslighting gets tossed around as, you know, as if it's we're in a courtroom or something. And it's like, you know, that guy's less gaslighting, more just not acknowledge it i i don't know i don't even right know. Don't well it's wanna, like i don't, don't want to tell it. i don't want to tell you how to feel like you're entitled yeah. to your feelings i don't want to tell you to feel but your, your feelings are irrational i love that video i thought it was great because it reminded me of fighting with men um <laughs> check it <laughs> out good old at, days. at you a pod instagram maddie is killing it with um all of the content there absolutely 
There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the Lash Serum and the Brow Serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow, so I love what Vegamore is doing, and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster-growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best-looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker-looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. So let's do fuck boy or nah. Okay. So I don't have screenshots, but I have a scenario. One, my roommate and good friend when I had my first job had a huge crush on my guy friend. Okay, so her roommate has a crush on her guy friend. One drunken night, she gave me permission to accidentally let it slip to him, and they started seeing each other almost immediately. Soon, he pretty much moved in with us, even though he kept maintaining from the start that he didn't want to date her. But he was watching movies with her every night, making dinner together, going grocery shopping together, etc., and of course, having sex with her every night of the week. Since she was my friend and teammate at work, too, I kind of called him out a couple of times, telling him she clearly had feelings for him and he was kind of messing with her head by treating her like a girlfriend, but that not but then not wanting to actually go out with her. He always shrugged it off and said she knows the deal. Whenever she asked him about it, he was always honest that he really liked her, but he didn't want to date her because he didn't think she was the one. After about a year of this, a new girl joined our team and he fell madly in love with her. 
He stopped seeing my friend cold turkey, leaving her absolutely shattered because no matter how many times she was told he would never want more, she couldn't help but hold out hope that he would grow so attached to her he would admit to himself that he loved her too. He married the new girl a year later and they have a house and three kids now. So was he not? <laughs> I just imagine like the most picturesque house. Yeah, I'm, pic- I'm picturing an actual picket fence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Little, little, little curly cue smoke coming out of the chimney. Instagrams, <laughs> all yeah. of it. Um, so here's where we get to you and I, Jared. So yes. was he not a fuckboy because he was honest with his words? Or was he a fuckboy for taking advantage of her feelings to keep her around because it was comfortable for him making it her responsibility to break ties, which is super hard to do when you're clearly in love with someone. The word fuckboy wasn't around back back then, 2006 or so, but I definitely had a few discussions like this with him at the time. Okay, so... This is a good one. It's a good one. I think there's... This email is definitely written with the opinion laced throughout it. Well... I think for the listeners, it would be good to reiterate what we said, your definition of a fuckboy or the conclusion that we've come to on what the definition is. So can we, Maddie, do you have a Jared's definition of a fuckboy? The definition of fuckboy, noun, someone who knows what you want and continues to act below that while promising otherwise. Okay. Well, based on that part, the last part, it's. See, here's where the confusion comes in. The last part, while promising otherwise, this guy made no promise right. of otherwise. Well, that's where, you know, well, that's the technicality that he's going to get out on. He That's where he gets out on. Like, And some people get like really mad at how like courts rule on cases. And it's like, this is oh. why people get off because the letter of the law is followed. Not your feelings about it. Not, you know, and what this person did when they, I wrote down, um, a couple things she wrote in the email. The last line of the definition is what again, Maddie? The definition is someone who knows what you want and continues to act below that while promising otherwise. Okay. So in the beginning of the email, this, the email writes soon, he pretty much moved in with us, even though he kept maintaining from the start, he didn't want to date her, but he was watching movies with her every night, making dinner together, going grocery shopping together, et cetera. And of course, having sex with her every night of the week. First to her, part, totally guilty. First part is the definition. Yeah, totally guilty on the first part. But to her, this is considered, and the, the I guess if they were to like, you know, defended in court of him. If they were accusing him of fuck boyerism to her, this is actually promising otherwise yes. because it goes back to that like implied contract thing where it's like, you know, it, and women say this all the time. He basically moved in. So that means you're implying that you want to live together in the house with the curly cue. Right. Fi- you know, but I can see where he chimney. would say if I said very explicitly. Yeah that I'm not interested in that, then techni- then in a technicality, I'm <laughs> I'm not guilty. Well, but does that make it ethically right? It's really the question. It's like, if I, the technical terms, he doesn't 100% fit the, the fuckboy technical terms, but ethically, morally, is this, right, is this the wrong thing to do? See, when, I guess, and ethically and morally, I would say he he's saying... What he's saying is this is casual to me. You know, so right. hanging at a girl's place, 
you know, and sleeping over and having sex every night of the week and, you know, having moving night, that might not be casual to you. And I would agree that all sounds not casual to me. But he is saying, I cannot have this, mm-hmm. is what he's saying. So you can, this is what I am, and you can stay or go. The, I, I think the problem, and again, I, I, I'm kind of sounding icky because I'm de- defending this guy and he's hard to defend, but I would say, you know, if you show up at the grocery store and they never have what you want, but you keep going to the grocery store, at what point can you complain that, to the police that this grocery store is fucking right. you? Like, well, I don't, I don't it's know. It's kind of like, I understand what you're saying, but to him, to her, okay, it's imagine she is like, imagine this guy is like drugs, right? Yeah. So it's like, not, it's like, in a sense, it's like, yeah, stop doing drugs. They're ruining your life. They're not making sure. you happy. It's never yeah. going to make you happy. But if the drugs had a personality and was a human person, it would be nice if the drugs were like, you can't handle me. This isn't working for you. I'm going to stop dealing myself at your door. Well, th- that's like getting mad at a drug dealer for being a drug dealer. Like, yeah. I, I I guess, you know, like the drug dealer that's never tells you to do less. That's why it's considered a slightly immoral profession. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, not, a good, it's not, a, not exactly with the law. I don't know. Like, you know, the alcohol store doesn't stop alcoholics from coming in and buying at their store. If we want to use like. You know, alcohol, everyone knows that's not good for you. You know, yeah, it's not the alcohol I mean, store's responsibility. I, it lands, like, listen, I would not want, it would be hard. I've been in this situation where you are perpetually disappointing someone with your level of attentiveness to the relationship. Yes, I've and been that, on the. Rec- I've been her, so I've been the receiving so end. So okay. I, I do not believe, there is a point where you go, and I've done this where I go, it's enough. We got to stop. I, I want less than you. I've done that. I'm like, we got to stop. I want less than you. And then, you know, the addict comes back. And, yeah. you know, you go, I'm a little addicted. I like movie nights and fucking, you know, <laughs> like, it's right. like, you know, and, and so I don't believe we're getting the whole truth here, but I'm going to go with the email as it's written. What do you I'm, think is not true about this? What do you think, like? I think when they have discussions about what this is, I don't think they just went, I don't think it was a straight line of like, they fucked every night and hung out every night. And then he like left her the next day for his house and three kids. It's, this is very, like there had to have been breakups. There had to have been, there's a cycle when it comes to. Sure, yeah, of course. You know, we know the cycle. For years, yeah. yeah, you know the cycle. You, you know, you're hooking up, you're hooking up. What is this? I am just this. They go, well, okay, I want I'm more. Done, but then I'm you- done. And then somehow they come back. We don't know. Or how sometimes they got back the back guys together. go back too. No, I agree. Right. I, I'm saying just, we don't know. We don't know yeah. how they got back together. That's kind of the devious part. How did they get back together? In the way it's being explained here, he's basically going, "Yeah, uh, we fuck. This is this is who I am. You'll never be the one." Every time she comes back, <laughs> you know, like right. I don't. I don't believe that 100. percent But I also don't believe 100 percent that this person, you know, was told otherwise. You know told but what do you mean like I, I i don't believe both of their sides like i don't think it's as clean for both sides i don't think he's just it never saying, is right it, it never is i don't believe that he's sitting there going yeah you'll you'll never be the one it's hard i don't think well don't here's think what, very human here's what i'll say i guess to get back to the question in hand sure is i think he's acquitted 
but he's acquitted like Bill Cosby is acquitted. Interesting. We on a technicality. Kn- he's on a technicality. Sure. Technically, not a fuckboy. Morally a wrong. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. Is, he, is this something you would you would want for someone you care about? No. Um, sure. Well, this, but, guy, this is it's funny because it's like we all, I we've said this on this show. Every, you, you know, like the idea that like whoever likes you is has never been a fuckboy is not true. As you know, whoever you're with, like your husband, right. like like this Find woman, a person's great husband is another person's fuck, uh, you know, torturous, asshole. torturous <laughs> fuckboy. Yeah, yeah. She goes, she. I mean, this ends with he's married the, to the new girl a year later, and they now have a house and three kids. Like that. That's girl, the most painful part to me, and and, and that's right. the part that has nothing to do with whether he's a fuckboy or not. You know, right. like he, you know, she. Well, that makes that it the, worse because it's like, oh, he doesn't treat everyone like this. He just treats me like this. It was the situation. I, I think it makes it better. I think it makes really? it less. Per- I think it makes it less personal. Like it wasn't about you. It was a great situation for him. That's the thing. Like so many people are. Tra- Everyone's a narcissist. Everyone is self motivated. So everyone's looking for the best situation for them. The situation for him was. I get to like not be lonely. I get to cuddle this person. I'm still kind of out there looking. I've let them know where I stand and I'm still coming. You know, and, right. and and the situation for her is like, I can't. I know this person's probably never going to be with me, but I can't. There's something about him that makes me not able to fully accept it. I know I should stop seeing him, but it feels really good. And I'm a little addicted to it. And, mm. and I can't almost stop myself and it seems like it's there's a part of me that that thinks that he might come around because he seems to really like um sleeping with me and he seems to be still you know he's staying over we're going grocery shopping who could do that with someone that they didn't really like (laughs) him so (laughs) i mean the situation for her is she's also trying to turn water into wine like i think we have to like under like i think if you're ever in this situation can you turn, are you Jesus? Can you, he is water. He ain't going to be your wine. You can just see it right here. He's even mm-hmm. telling you that. And she's like, she's hoping, she's like, I got the water to work with. I just got to turn it into wine. That's it. And you're like, well, that you ain't Jesus. It ain't going to happen. So it's I, hard I, to I, accept, especially it's hard the longer to you invest in that. Or like if someone, if it's, if it's seemingly a mixed signal, it feels like, well, and I think it becomes so much about ego. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's the like, what is wrong with me that I, People that, do the- you know, that you can, that someone could do all of these things, enjoy doing all of these things with me, but still not think I'm the one. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, people do this with jobs. People go, oh, the next promotion, things will change. The next raise, I'll feel better about it the next week. I'll be a better word, you know. My situation at work is going to change because they're so afraid of looking for a new job that would actually make them better. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I don't think this guy, like, I, yeah, I, I can't call him a fuck boy. I can call him a little bit, like, um, like soulless, a little, like, right. like you know. I like would I, say, like, non-compassionate. Yeah, so not, I, don't think yeah. a, I don't think a very compassionate person who truly cared about someone would do like if you truly it's kind of like if you truly cared about her, you would you would stop seeing her because you know that it would at the end of the day, it was going to hurt her. 
Yeah, or at least stop going to the grocery store. Like, right. you, you know, you have to start making it so apparent. Like, if, if it, like, started at movie night and he was like, and she was like, I think we should be together because I like the movie night. And then he went, I got to take away movie night. Like, I actually would respect that more if he was like, yeah, this well, is that's just why- a fuck to me. You can come over, but I will not do movie night because that has gotten us to a different place that I don't want to be. You know, well, that's what I say with like it's guys, who, you know, you feel like you're a good guy by texting after a one night stand. And that's not actually really helping anyone. That's actually no things worse. Yeah. And it's like he probably thinks like, oh, like I'm, it's not like I'm like having sex with her and then leaving. Like I'm like a stand up guy who like I stays mean, for breakfast. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the line in this, the line in this that makes him feel he's a good guy while not being a good guy is like he would always shrug it off and say she knows the deal like that's gross that sounds gross right and he's and he's believing that like well she knows the deal you know like this is why like a lot of times people will do that breakup where it's like a breakup but i'm still like you could still option in for fucking right you know like like i showed you a video that we are not allowed to show on this podcast but i it was an interesting kind of version of this where the guy was like, I, he, he sends a breakup video to someone he went on a first date with. Yes. And he basically is looking into the can and it's like really weird because he's looking at the camera being like, um, a lot of fun with you. No, I don't really get that pop. And then he goes, he goes, um, but I would still like to continue having fun. Right. And, and that's and, the annoying thing. Well, he's giving her the option for fun. And when you see that, you kind of wince because you're like, why do you think fun is with you? Like how, wh- what do you, what do you think this person finds fun? And he's basically like, he's basically saying, well, we didn't have that casual fling on the first date that maybe I would have, would have been okay with it going. So I'm still going to, be really loudly explaining that I will take a casual flick and you go, ugh. but he's going, I'm up front. I'm being honest. Right. But it's not really, I mean, like it's honest, but it's not really like truly honestly looking at the, the scenario. Cause it's only looking, he's honest from his side, but he's yeah, not giving her shit or thinking about the other person's side. And that's yeah, what's yeah. annoying about when those guys like this guy, maybe like, let's say he didn't marry this girl and they broke up and he came back. And you'd be mm. like, well, we and then she'd be like, well, why did you come back? And you'd be like, well, we always had a good time. It's like, yeah, yeah it was a good time for you. You had exactly <laughs> what you wanted. Yeah. But, it, you know, there's yeah. a point where, again, like you go back to the alcohol like example, like why'd you keep selling this person that kept coming in drunk? Like, yeah, that's I, what a lot yeah, of bars I, don't sell to people who are. Bars, yeah. Are bars cut people yeah. off. That's true. They and could he, make another buck or they, they could, you know, like reali- yeah, realize the person doesn't it's going to be very harmful for them to have more drinks. Yeah. There are bars yeah. that do that. Yeah, I wouldn't the you bars don't think do of it. them as super moral, but I guess in a sense it is. But if the how about this? If if someone got kicked out of your bar every night, but then they show up sober the next day, like, hey, I'll have another drink. You know, that's kind of the scenario, I guess, with a bar where like they get too drunk. It gets out okay. of hand. And then they come back and they're like, hey, well, eventually you might be like, well, it seems like you kind of have a problem. It's like a it's like a pharmacist. Like there's a (laughs) 
they could sell it to you but sure. like <laughs> you might yeah. come back when you're sober wanting more but they would be like i've noticed a trend that you keep you're coming oh. in a little too frequently I guess that that would be the comparison there is like the cycle that we talked about. Like that's like them being like, do we have to have a talk? Like, what are we doing right. here? That's what and I'm saying. Like, and then it's like, I guess if you looked at the pharmacy and they were like, they know the deal. And then they walked <laughs> up, you'd be like, that pharmacist right. is an asshole. That's what I'm saying. You would yeah. be like, there's no, that doesn't really seem very ethical of this pharmacist. We should, co- we should go knock on the door of this guy at his idyllic his t- home. <laughs> that would be a great show, right? Right. Just yeah. go, uh, Go talk so, to former fuckboys. There's this girl from 2006 <laughs> that you really let on. And we're here to find out um, your side of the story. Yes, she's still single. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it is funny that this friend is writing in about a story from 2006. And there's a guy who's living with his three kids. Right. <laughs> in a house with a picket like, fence. That's funny. It's also just like, that's someone's dad. Like, yeah. someone's like father that's true that's why that fuckboy term when it gets tossed around so easily you go yeah like that's i i don't know someone else's yeah loves that guy this one's annoying i want this guy to be a fuckboy but i don't think he is by our hold on i got a gavel here okay okay oh you do have a gavel where'd you get that i have a gavel all right adjourn not a fuckboy Hear me, hear me. And the crowd goes wild. That's Pro- right. Protests. Scoff, scoff, scoff. Rabble, 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 rabble. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Shoppers get it. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. 
Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some awkward sex. Okay. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Hi, JJ, longtime listener, first time writing in Ur. I've got an awkward sex story for you and need your opinions because me and my friends are split. Boy, J and J, Judge J's are really working overtime tonight. This past weekend, me and my friends got tequila drunk and went out to a karaoke for the first time since the pandemic. So this is recent. I'm leaving Ontario. Oh, our friends to the north. I'm leaving Ontario to move to BC, and this was our last hurrah. When I tell you I was living my best life, I was living my best life. We got to the bar, and I felt like I had immediately made friends with half the bar. Specifically, there were these two people sitting at a table across from me and my friends that I was vibing with. We got excited about the same songs. Cue songs that excite the white folk playlist. So, of course, we bonded. Me and my friends started taking bets on how long they've been dating. It's one of my favorite games to play at the bar. Finally, after a while, I got impatient and just went over and asked them how long they've been dating. Well, turns out they were siblings. Ha ha, oops. The girl was like, nope, he's my brother and very single. To which he reaches out his hand to me and says, hi, I'm Dan. They've changed the names. And I'm single. And I said, well, hello, Dan. I'm Allie and I'm single. His sister then left and gave us some space and we started chatting. He couldn't hear me, quote unquote, so he got up and came up beside me talking really closely. One thing led to another and we started to make out hard, like hard. It was an intense makeout. After we realized we were in public and I had just ditched my friends to ask how long these lovely people were dating for, but ended up making out with him instead, I returned to my friends. The siblings then joined our table and he was doing a lot of leg rubbing. He was not worried about PDA, clearly. I mean, I was okay with it. My friends were having a time just laughing at me in the situation. His sister was really invested in me and him fucking and would say things like, is it weird that I'm super invested in my brother getting laid tonight? I mean, I thought it was a little weird, but I don't have a brother, so I don't know what kind of dynamic. That kind of dynamic, haha. So me and him were chatting, PDAing, but then again, one thing led to another, and he asked me to meet him in the flipping bathroom, and I did. Let me tell you, this is not my character. Tequila can do interesting things to a human. Laughing face emoji. Anyways, <laughs> we're in the bathroom stall. There's only one. You know this is a fine establishment when there's one bathroom, bathroom stall. stall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't individual cubby holes. We're making out. And I can hear a man in the urinal laughing because he can clearly hear us. But anyways, my dude is go doing his thing with me. And then I went down and gave him a blowjob. He had whiskey dick and I was doing my best, but he never actually got hard. But oddly enough, he came, which I didn't even think was possible with a limp dick. I like to think my skills can achieve miracles, but he came. Uh, OK, well, she can't. As, you can come with a limp dick. Um, <laughs> you're like yeah don't, don't be so worry. proud yeah we could paintbrush something out of, out of us um his uh miracles but after he came we made out again and then he told me to wait there i waited in the men's washroom stall tits out for a few minutes and then i heard my name get called to go sing 
ironically fuck her gently by tenacious D. Ha ha ha. So I tucked my boobs back in, pulled my shorts up, and ran out to sing my tune. This is such a romantic, beautiful night. Um, I know. <laughs> while I was singing, him and his sister left. I saw them leaving the bar. I thought maybe they were just getting air, and after my three minutes of glory was up, I went outside to see if they were still there, but they had legitimately left. I went back to my table, and everyone was like, what happened? I told them, and they told me, Allie, we don't actually think they were siblings. Apparently, when I ran up to sing, he went to his sister, whispered it in her ear, and then left. My one friend thinks she saw him rubbing my leg and his sister's leg at the same time. Then it got me thinking about why he would... Why would a sister be so invested in getting her brother late and sticking around? Now my friend's bet has changed to were they actually siblings or was I unconsciously involved in some extreme couple foreplay? Or did he just leave because he had whiskey dick and he couldn't do anything else about it? What do you think? I need to know. I need closure from this experience. Ha, ha, ha. Help. Sincerely, he came and went. It's a good name. Great name. What do you think, Jordan? Um, I don't know. This this situation makes me feel uncomfortable for really a little to, bit. To me, I was like, this is all hilarious, clean, dirty fun. Like this is also to me. I don't know why, but this feels very Canadian to me. Why? Like I I, I don't know. In Canada, I feel like they're just like partying. Also, Canada was like really closed up until very recently. So like this is like. They're coming out of it right now. It feels like a little bit. Hmm. I could see that. I also have this assumption of Canadian women that they are more um, honest and open about sexual activity. I've never heard that before, but I could. I guess I could believe it. More yeah, than Americans. Know. More than Americans. I, I. I don't know why I have that feeling. Like, like, like Jenny McCarthy is like a Canadian woman. Like I think of like every woman having that kind of like. <laughs> Cool every Canadian girl. woman, every is, Canadian woman is just like this cool girl. That's Alanis like, Morissette. Yeah, just like yeah. So I went and he flipped out his cock and I blew him in the men's room. Like and the guys laughing in the background. They're just drinking Keats beer and just fucking around. Like I don't know. It's just I don't know. I, that's that's my that's my dumb assumption. <laughs> this, this, this is from Canada. Let us know if this is in Canada. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like I guess a sexual. Maybe I just don't relate to it. A sexual experience <laughs> that's so removed from anything emotional yeah uh, i don't know maybe it wouldn't make me feel good so maybe that's why i'm like biased in the sense of i'm like this feels icky i don't know i mean this sounds like it could have happened you <laughs> you're know, like this sounds great <laughs> this sounds like it's like yeah she got wild you i'm know, like, like lift her in the bathroom that's not nice <laughs> gotta go <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? like, like i guess like um i guess there's a part of me that always thinking like well did she think that they were gonna date like i don't yeah, know i don't Is think I, I, I think the minute you go um you're hearing a guy laughing during his piss you're yeah. like i don't think we're gonna get married fair fair <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. if she's on the same page, then it's... it's she sounds very yeah, much on the same page She sounds like she's, she's into it, yeah. Do you think they were siblings, or do you think this was a... It sounds like they were not siblings. Have You, you have me. brothers? Have I would you never ever... do anything remotely like that. I mean, I would... I would I would be like into getting my brothers a date. Like, oh, you should date this girl. I've never <laughs> sure. been like trying to <laughs> get him like to have sex with anyone. Like, yeah. That would be weird to me. I would, my brother would definitely not touch my leg. I think that's very weird. The weird thing that she said to me, and I don't have a sister, but I this sounded weird, was um, 
the siblings join her table and uh it, it's it, she like the sister saying is it weird i'm super invested in getting my brother laid tonight like that's a little much you could just say like you should hang with my brother he's cool like, yeah there's different that ways i would to do say i would that. do that i would i would try to set my brother up with a girl that we met but i wouldn't be like trying to make sure that he had sex that night to me that would be like a little much see if they were a couple i would i would assume there would be more thought of bringing her home but when you say we're siblings the problem is you have to reveal that you're not at some point to get someone to come home with you so I guess what the kink would be that her boyfriend is sexually attractive to women and then they go home together and that's it. Maybe she likes like seeing him flirt or like mm. be sexual with other women. And that's like a turn on for their relationship. Like a like a but not you, a full threesome, but like <laughs> some sort of. But you don't even need to tell that lie. Like if you're right. that couple, the sibling thing kind of like. I would think hampers the right makes it weirder makes it weirder and makes it so you don't really have to do you don't have to do that so you think it's um I think they're siblings you think they are siblings yeah I because okay. I I'm thinking of what you have to do versus what you want to do what about the touching of her leg I think that's a the little sister's weird. leg yeah I don't think she says my friend thinks I saw her I, I, I'm going to put that into the blurry recognition of the tequila. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm choosing what to believe and what not to, I'm choosing what is the most human way to go about this. And if I'm in a couple where we like watching each other flirt with other people saying we're siblings is a speed bump to that. That's fair. It wouldn't be like your go-to choice for how connect, how you guys are connected. Yeah. And she goes up to them. She's like, oh, how long have you been together? They could have just been like, we're just close friends. Right. That's, Maybe they are lie. siblings. I think weird they are. siblings. Yeah, yeah, weirdos. They're weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, I, I. Uh, but why did they leave? You think? I think because he like, had he had sex and then he probably was like, "All right, now I'm gonna leave." Yeah, that's she's like, he. She goes, he has whiskey dick. Maybe because he thought nothing more would happen. No, he came. He's yeah. Done. That's what I'm saying. He, he had came. his night. Yeah. yeah, that to me, I guess, makes me feel a little sad. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, not that, that not me that sad. not that like again, uh, this is I don't want this to sound at all like uh, shamey or anything like that. I just think like the idea of having sex with someone and then they just leave without <laughs> saying goodbye just seems like. Well, to some that might be hot. Like I, I, I can understand like blowing a random dude in the bathroom, like a woman being like just acting outside of myself for one night. Like I can understand a woman being like, what a hot crazy thing i could understand that yeah i could see that but i would still want the person to say goodbye to me i think Pers <laughs> personally personally i would still want the goodbye jordana it was a great <laughs> night with you goodbye yeah i'd be the, like thank you for the blow job that's all it would take i really? think to, okay. to make me enjoy that experience a lot more personally Look, i i i could appreciate farewell. that as well yeah farewell <laughs> young woman thank you for the whiskey dick blowjob in the bathroom you, you did miracles on my dick that i never thought would come now my me and my sister have to go to sunday brunch at grandma's <laughs> what would you call this i'd call this oh brother where art thou are you fucking kidding me i had the same thing <laughs> did you that's yeah great. that's hilarious i and then i had it's the perfect name for this 
It's a bur- oh brother where art there is great. I also had oh brother why not plow. <laughs> um, and then I had the penis trap and the switcheroo. The penis trap, I like that. Um, Maddie had siblings are dating, sibling switch, blowjob, bamboozler, the sibling trap, the penis trap. Oh, you had the penis trap too. Yeah. All right. So that was. Listen. Keep sending in your awkward sex stories. UUP at Benches.com. I guess red flag or deal breaker is, is out of the question for this one. Um, yeah, there's you don't really get to cho- choose because no, you didn't even say goodbye. Yeah, we had sibling <laughs> or not a sibling. Yeah. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Let's do another email. Okay. So, hey, J&J, huge fan of the pod. I listen with my sister every Wednesday and Sunday religiously. Here's my question. How should I go about showing gratitude to my boyfriend's parents and their hospitality during our upcoming vacation with them at their beach house? Here's the context. I'm 26 female and my boyfriend is 28. We both have a great have great jobs. My boyfriend makes like three times what I make, and I'm extremely proud of him for his hustle. He probably pays for things more often when we go out together, but it's important to me that it feels somewhat even. For example, when we went out to dinner for our one-year anniversary, I paid for pre-dinner drinks. He paid for a rather costly dinner, which included drinks, and I paid for drinks and glow-in-the-dark mini golf afterward. He played. He paid for more for sure, but I don't want to be a freeloader just because he makes a lot more. We've been together a little over a year and are going to stay with his parents for a week at their beach house. His brother and wife, four years older than me, will be there with us, along with his half-sister and her husband, who are old enough to be my parents. My boyfriend and I live about a three-hour plane ride from all parties involved. So although I've met everyone, I'm not really part of the family yet, which is totally normal for this stage in our relationship. Also, all aforementioned parties make, make really good money. What I'm really apprehensive about is going to out to dinner with the family while we were at the beach house. If I lived in a world where I made all the rules, I would prefer to pay pay for my own meal. However, I don't live in that world and I know how rude that would come off. But I'm also uncomfortable with someone else taking the bill and feeling like a mooch. I mean, who knows how often we'll be dining out for meals. I can see my boyfriend's dad taking the bill, my boyfriend taking the bill, his brother or his brother-in-law taking the bill, basically anyone who makes his, as I understand, a very good income. And for everyone but my boyfriend, their income is dual. So if the brother-in-law pays, it's really the brother-in-law and his wife paying. I don't I really don't have it in my budget to offer to cover a dinner or brunch bill for nine people, but I'm stressed about not contributing anything to the good times we are all about to share. Offering to split with my boyfriend was come off as come off as cheap. And I know my boyfriend makes takes a lot of pride and joy in paying for meals for his family. I don't want to take that away from him. And even though I see it as archaic, I don't want to suggest my boy to my boyfriend's family that he doesn't provide for me if, if that's what we're still doing as a society. And I particularly don't want my boyfriend's mother viewing me as taking advantage of her family's wealth or her son's well-earned success. This anxiety is compounded by the fact that it is, after all, my boyfriend's parents' beach house we're staying at. I thought about maybe cooking a meal for everyone, which is something I'm pretty good at and love doing. But my boyfriend's dad and brother-in-law are both really good cooks. 
um, and the established cooks of the family. And I don't want to overstep. I could just do the dishes for everyone. But how played out is that trope? And then I would feel like the young penniless girlfriend who has to do chores to earn her keep. How do I handle this family dynamic? Am I totally overthinking this? How do I make sure I communicate my gratitude other than just a meager thank you? I had a wonderful time. Am I taking my feminism too far by being uncomfortable with being paid for? Should I just accept the hospitality and enjoy it? Any insight you can offer is more than welcome, mainly just hungry. It's an interesting email. The answer is pretty easy to me, but it's understandable. Her anxieties are appreciated here. Like I I understand Mm -hmm. where like a lot of the things she's saying, like these are concerns that anyone would have. And these are the awkward moments that come with visiting someone else's family. Like you, you kind of have to take things as they come and make on the fly decisions that you get judged for by the whole family. You know? Right. I can see why that would be anxiety producing. Of just like, what's the right way to be? I don't want to be rude, but I also don't want to be like weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. I, I think um, I, I think what do you it's think in, it's interesting to me that she's kind of mixed together feminism with this do right you know, to me this doesn't really have much to do with her being a woman I think I, I agree and I think it confuses things I think her bigger issue is and it's the answer I say this a lot the answer is usually in the emails she had like to me the the thing that she has to kind of like take notice of in her own email is the way she looks at people and labels them with their income level. (laughs) Like, you know, like every time she brings up the person, she has like a number above their head of whether they're doing well or not. Like, right. And so besides the point, and it's so besides the point. And then she, because she's doing it to other people, she's doing it to herself. So she thinks that people look at her the same way that she looks at them. She thinks people look at her as pen with a number above her head that's poorer than everyone else. Right. And I don't believe that to be the case when you're and in, in when you're an invited guest of someone's family. That's the thing she has to remember. She is someone's right. invited guest where it is assumed that you will be taken care of as a guest. Yeah, this isn't I don't I think she's thinking of this like it's a transactional thing. Like, how am I going to even out my and any family that operates like that, I think, is like an anomaly and very weird. And like you probably wouldn't want to be in if they were like, well, what is like uh, Sarah going to be doing to contribute to like the finances for the weekend? Like there, especially it's his parents. Like, I don't think most people's parents are like invite your girlfriend and uh, make sure she pays her dues or pick, yeah, pays yeah, her I, way. Yeah. I, or picks I, up a brunch. That That's not an invite. That right. is, that's like a trip you do with friends like together, you know, like exactly the dynamic is not, this is not the day. Di- the di- yeah. This isn't the dynamic of you and your friends. This is the dynamic yeah. of um people who are older and you would assume have saved enough to have a beach house and have their own pre- you're their guest again yeah like, they don't want you to do chores this is gonna be no. like a, this is there's not gonna be like a family split wise <laughs> I, um, I i think it's also being you have to acknowledge it i think like and she's so and i i was gonna use the word archaic and then she did in her email but like there are some archaic things that she's like like she's like i don't want to do the dishes how how hacky is that and it's like well <laughs> do the fucking right. like Pick up a fucking dish. That's a nice thing to do. Right. I would say, like, if I were her, just practically, here's what I would do. 
Yeah. I would bring a nice little thing for the beach house as a gift when I came. Gotta bring it. Gotta bring a gift. Yeah. Totally. You gotta bring a gift. Not for everybody. For, for the, the person fam, who owns whoever's the house. the house is. Right. Yeah. You bring a gift. That's bring a it. gift. Hundred percent. When they're cooking or when they're cooking, offer definitely to help clean up or clear the plates. Just kind of take that upon yourself. How can I help? How, yes, can, how I can I help? Is a great question. Always an offer. Usually, my hope is always that it's an empty gesture. Sometimes yeah. it's not. <laughs> um, always offer. And then when you leave, if you you send a nice thank you note to the mom, thank you for there having me. Thank you card. And then you're done. It's not going to be a thing where they're going to divvy up how much everyone spent and be like, well, uh, Joe's girlfriend, you know, like <laughs> ate at four dinners and didn't pay. Like, that's not how people operate in, I think, the society that we would like to live in. And I get it's a little confusing because she said in her email, like, my boyfriend takes a lot of pride in paying for a meal for his family. And so do the, you know, the, you know, the siblings kind of do the same thing. And it is a little weird. And I can understand where, you know, because she brings up, you know, her uh, feminism. It's a little weird to just sit there as the men fight over who pays for the meal. I agree that does sound a little bit like it's from the 1950s and you kind of have to sit back. Um, but it's also not your family. You right. know, like you let it, this is to me, you have to kind of like forget this. This isn't about feminism. This is about family. This is about them dealing with their the way bullshit. That they operate. Yeah. yeah. And they're fucked up too. Like I'm, every family's fucked up and yeah. they're all trying to like make up for that with doing weird things like that. Like pay. Totally. You know, and I think the only thing they'll be looking at from from you is that you seem happy to be there, that you're gr that you're thankful and gracious with a with a nice. It's a gesture. The gift yeah. is nothing. It doesn't have to be as expensive as the meals were. No. It's about like showing that you thought about it, which you clearly have. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, I think she'll do just fine. And and also here's my last point. Your your boyfriend is the messenger to the family, so. I would, you know, at night you say, "Hey, is there anything more I can do?" Um, I, 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 I you got to make sure you let your family know how thankful I am, like for them having me, and like, you know, like, kind of like give those little tiny, like, little snippets where it's like, right, you know, should, listen, I, 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 let him know, you know, I feel so weird not paying. I just want to make sure, right, you know, if there's or any I'd point where you think I should throw in, you let me know. And these are empty totally. gestures that just let him know that you're thinking about it, that you're acknowledging that this is a really nice thing that you're being included on. Exactly. All anyone cares about is that you offer something or that you've thought about it or that you don't, they don't feel like you're no one. I think if, if you've thought about it as much as this person has, there's no chance that she's going to come off as like some moocher who's there no. to like take all the family money <laughs> and just no. eat for free. Like there's easier ways to eat for free. Totally. <laughs> and there's better vacations to go on. Yeah. So that you can pay for yourself. Agreed. Uh, let's play some games. Let's do it. UUP okay. At Betches.com. Send them in. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. This first one, J and J. I have an interesting question and situation I found myself in that I can use some advice. I'm 35. I got out of a toxic relationship earlier this year and finally created a hinge and met a 41 year old man. 
He's a supervisor in an electrical company and works a lot out of town as a contractor. He's the only one on his team who is unmarried and without children, so they rely on, uh, a lot on him for work. Our conversations flowed so smoothly, and we had a lot in common, tons of sexual chemistry, and decided to meet. It, was, it went great. We had a first date at a brewery. I feel we had a connection. I ended up inviting him back to my home that evening. I'm 35, dot, 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 LOL. I feel like things move a little quicker now at my age versus 10 years ago. Anyways, no sex. I did provide him oral. <laughs> provide him. <laughs> I provided the man with oral. Um, we both seemed into each other. We had a second date and he took me to lunch. And again, I gave him oral sex. He told me things I did. Uh, he told me the things I did to him. He had never experienced before and that I blew his mind. LOL. Yeah. And his dick. Anyways, one night we were sexting and he sent me a screenshot of a fancy vibrator on Amazon and said he was sending it to me. I replied, LOL, you're funny. Well, here we are today and a package was delivered to my home. It's the vibrator. I've never had a guy buy me a vibrator ever. After two dates, I'd like to know if this is weird or creepy. I mean, we did feel a connection. But I told a girlfriend of mine and she suggested it was a little disrespectful. I text him that I received a package and asked him, what should I do with it? He replied, feel free to use it because he felt that he owed it to me after the blowies I gave him and that he works so much and isn't able to be around as much for me as he would like to. <laughs> That's one weird. date. Okay. That yeah, part's yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. I'd like right. an additional perspective on this. I'm looking for more than casual. And I told him that he said the same. What is the deal with this? Is this normal red flag or deal breaker? What do you think, Jordan? Um, I, th she says she's not looking for casual. So to me, this would be a red flag. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a deal breaker, but to me, it would indicate that he is looking for more of a sexual relationship that he's like, I got you this vibrator so that when I'm not around again, we've been on one date, um, two days, so two dates. Oh, so when I'm not around mm -hmm. in the future, <laughs> after two dates, <laughs> um, you can, to me, this screams like I'm looking for a more sexual relationship. Yeah, he's, he's acting like he's a soldier who's going off to the war. To the electrical take, company. Right? Yeah, take this vibrator. Use it as you may. Think of me while you're throwing it around, you right. pussy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be that into it. I think it might, it might even be a deal breaker, but definitely a red flag. His explanation is a red flag. Yeah. I mean... He replied to feel free to use it because he felt that I owed it to me. How about you go down on her? Right. You know, like, well, what's, You're outsourcing. What, uh, that's another yeah. part. You're outsourcing yeah, like, the like sexual gratification. Like it's very transactional. That word's come up a couple times uh, right. this episode. But I, I and I think also it's almost like a fake effort. Like does the vibrator count as like a third date? Is that his excuse? Is right. that what keeps this going? So that he has you as an option down the road. I, and it also keeps this in the, the, the conversation sexual. Like, That's what I'm saying. She says, I'm not looking for something casual. To me, this is, this is a casual move. Here's what you do. You send him a blow-up doll. And you go, this is, for when, <laughs> this is for when I'm out of town. See if she blows you as good as me. That's, like, that's one route, yeah. I mean, that's one... I don't know. It, yeah, I to me, if there's, I give this guy one. Obviously, his resume is being written as this is going on. I would say he's got to make a plan for a date that doesn't involve sex, sex sexual conquest. Yeah, for me to. And that's like how you'll know on. if that's not all he's looking at. 
Yeah, but, because yeah. I, I I also think there's a re you know he's 41, single, never married, no kids. It's like, has he gone down the road where he's like, to him this is somehow getting to know someone. Like this isn't how you get to know someone, right? Which is if so, that's he's a gonna have fucked. a lot. You're gonna have to be taught a lot. Yeah. <laughs> relationship he's a fixer upper to say the least let's yeah. do another one aj and jay love the pod my friends and i are big you up bands and we're going to see jared in boston in october there you Why, go thank you the boston shows are gonna be i have a feeling somewhat wild love boston um love it. she says we'll be there whenever you up live shows come back too hopefully thank we you. we have one soon Anyway, Red Black Flag or Deal Breaker, your boyfriend's mom still reaches out to his ex-girlfriend on holidays slash birthdays and occasionally posts miss you on her Facebook. Keep solving dating one pod at a time. So, Jared, your girlfriend's mom uh, uh, still posts on her ex-boyfriend's wall miss you and is texting him birthdays and holidays. Um, I, I can say I wouldn't care, but I would make fun of it to no ends so i guess i do so you care. would care a little it'd be like you the know, way I, that you would show that you care the way i showed i i yeah the way i am i'd be like i mean i would make fun of it to my girlfriend forever and then i would also find a way to make jokes about it to the mom if i got close enough to her <laughs> that that okay. would be my that would way be your of passive signaling. aggressive way yeah. of saying that you think it's that i think up. you're fucked up for doing such a thing right um, um, but it, w- it wouldn't be a deal breaker. I think it, it wouldn't be a deal breaker to me just because it's not the person I'm dating doing this. You can't really mm-hmm. control your mom. But I mm-hmm. think it would be weird if that person didn't tell their mom. If the person thought it was normal and fine, I think it would. What if the person's a- like, that's my mom. They're crazy. Like if the person like knows it's crazy, but like it's not worth their time to like get into it with them. Would you be upset by that? I think I would I would I would say like I understand that but if you could let her know that I it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I think like it would help me feel better. And if but they then didn't care, what if what if they were like yeah but that's going to make you and my mom have like a thing. And I would say if if your mom if your mom has a thing with me cuz she doesn't want me, <laughs> well then like find out your dad. I would say like who did your dad date right before your mom cuz I'd love to get in touch. And, uh, you know, <laughs> she's <create>. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think it's like yeah. um, I would expect them to say something. And if they said something and the mom still didn't stop doing it, I think I'd let it go. Mm-hmm. But like I would expect them to say something because I would find it disrespectful. I think it's like very weird. The the weirdest part is the miss you. Right. Pub- that's public. Thing. That's a public. That's public. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the part that you go. What that's you almost like I'm trying to annoy this person yeah I, i'm uh, that's what i would do if i was trying to annoy a daughter-in-law of mine that i didn't like i write miss you, you the person that, that in you their women home. are maniacal like imagine if um imagine if your boss was texting the person who had your old job like <laughs> things are just not good without you here like, it's been such a drag I miss you so I miss much you so like, much. how much <laughs> we've really lost company morale since you left yeah um yeah, Let's it would do be disrespectful. one more. All right. Hi, hi, J and J. Love the podcast. Red flag or deal breaker? After one week of texting and one date, they add you to their close friends on Instagram. Only been Instagram friends for one day. Um, I think it's a red flag, but to me, it's kind of like they just probably have like a 
I would assume they had close friends as people that they like were show almost like Snapchat. They're making it into like a, you know, a list of things they wouldn't necessarily show to like everyone, but they're mm-hmm. maybe more personal inside jokes or something. See, the close friends thing is is a new it's like it's funny how like new wrinkles kind of appear over time for this podcast. This is starting to become a conversation in the dating world. Oh, you've seen this? I've gotten a couple questions about this where people are assuming that they're being fucked with by being included in a f- close friends list. Interesting. Which is interesting. And I was like, I don't know if that's how I would use it. Has anyone used it like that on you? I don't think so. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know. I've never used close friends. Have you? Um, no, but I've been I've been put in people's close friends, which I assume is just like content that they don't want to show like everyone, but would make more sense to me and my group of friends. So the things that didn't. So I've been I've seen the close friends thing show up on mine, but it's never like it's never really a close friend of mine. So in my opinion, I'm like, how do you make close friends list? Do you opt people out of it or do you opt people into it? If you're making a list of 10 people, then this is a little bit more personal than I could right. imagine. Then it's weird. If you're if you're taking 10 people out of your close right. friends, then you go cuz like I you cuz you and I both have a lot of followers. So it would like are you like if I did close friends and it was 5 people, like do you know what I mean? Like Right. I could understand well, someone making that someone could make close friends for just one person. So that they can make sure that that when they see that one person watches their story, now right. that's a little bit more. That's you know, an interesting. Do you know what I mean? Uh, wait, I would totally now that I'm thinking about it, if I were single, I'd totally do that. <laughs> this so this right. is what I'm saying. So like this person making you their close friend, I mean, I can look at it now. Are they making it so you that they have stories that they know you will see? Good, good question. So. Do you know what I mean? So like, right. When, so I don't, it think depends on the, a, to me, it depends on the stories that they're sending to this group of people. I mean, a real fucking crazy person wouldn't make special ones at all. They would just have the one person that they're just, just so they could track how quickly they watch. Right. It's like, you know, a yes or no situation. You don't have to scroll through and see all the names. Totally. So, so it's not like sexual. It's not like they're just, it's something to keep tabs. Right. So the, the idea that like you've been texting one date and one, I don't know if that's important, but they're, they're looking for you to see something and they're looking to see that you see it. Right. So I don't think it's a red flag or deal breaker. I do think it's someone who is actively using the app to get information about you and how you feel about them. Right, which is fine. I'd probably fine. do that. It's also interesting. This is why this yeah. podcast Something goes to on. Note. Something to note. I have a feeling this is like, this is like, uh, I have a feeling, this is like a tease. I have a feeling we're going to get more emails lot, about close friends in the coming months. A lot more close friends content coming your way. I mean, they Snapchat yeah. had a feature like that or like a, right? Sort of like a, maybe not. They just had like groups that you could send things maybe to. Was, I think yeah. you're right. It was groups. But um, yeah, I, I think this is like, like we'll reference this in a, in a month. I I promise you this will come up again. All right. Well, we'll look out for those emails and share them <laughs> with you. But that was it for this week's episode. I think we did it again. We, as usual, we solve dating once again. 
Um, another fun one. Everyone keeps sending your emails, UUP at Betches.com. Also, share, share, share. If you're here right now, that means you like the show. That means you should make it your Instagram story. Tell a make friend. It, tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, papa. We'll be back on Sunday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.